0: the best time yep. of the year. I don't know if there'll be snow, <laughs> but have a cup of cheer. Have a holly jolly Christmas, and when you walk down the street... All right, folks, welcome inside Middle Tennessee. We hope everybody is going to have a holly jolly Christmas, and we're glad everybody's here. We've got a full house today. And it's going to be a very, very nice day. Of course, I know some people want some snow. My child
1: wants snow. But they're (laughs) not
0: going to get it. I've
1: tried to explain that to her
0: several times. It has
1: not gone well.
2: (laughs) (laughs) We're just too far south.
0: Yeah, well, we are. And guess what, folks? That's one of the reasons that people are moving here from up (laughs) north. Because they get snow for a while and they kind of go, it's overrated. Yes. You know? Picturesque. They, they kind of no. like being down here. Let me introduce the players. I'm Jim Ross. We've got Delk Kennedy in here is on the board, owner-operator of the station. Always glad to have Delk in here. And he can chime in, too, if he wants to, but I think he chimes in enough on Monday through Thursday. He's had all the fun. He can stand. Big Lou <laughs> Maddox is with us for a while. Good morning. Until January, uh, what, 15th?
3: I think that's right, yeah. Yeah, a college yep. student, you yep. know. All right.
0: <laughs> Representative Scott Sapicki. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. Coach James Dickerson. Good morning, Merry Christmas, and Roll Tide. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> And the dynamic duo. Sheila Hickman and Sarah Elizabeth Hickman mcleod
1: We rode in together this morning. So she, you did. She was not tardy this morning. She
0: was not tardy. You didn't. Y'all didn't kill each other, did you? No,
1: no we do very well. We do. Yeah. Wait, we, we're past that that contentious part of our life. Oh. Oh, you know, I'm when so you're a teenager, you, you and your mother too, do not. But so yeah.
0: yeah, well, you know, Jim, the late Jim T. Hamilton told me one time. I had three daughters, and the late Jim T. Hamilton told me a 14 year old girl does not talk to her father. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, Eddie Hickman will tell you that too. I did not at that moment in my life,
0: but you know, all that's pretty true. And so, anyway, and we've also got a guest, a coach. I think I might just let you do the honors here. will not you kind of introduce our guest, and we'll just kind of roll with that for a little bit.
4: It's kind of like uh, announcing the big ring fight here. Uh-oh. <laughs> Cindy Watch Sims, out. Cindy Sims of Center of Hope. She's done so many great things in our community and been doing it for years, and she's got a special event that we all love. We could, uh, Lewis Maddox will be engineering the board on New Year's Eve night for the Mew Drop, and what a great event downtown. Uh, Cindy, tell us all about it. Thank you.
0: Welcome, Cindy. We're glad you're here.
5: Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah, I'm Cindy Sims with Center of Hope, and uh, we're putting on the mule drop. No mules were harmed in the making of this drop. (laughs) (laughs) It's too cold
2: for mules there all in the barn That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the event begins at
5: 8, and uh, we'll count down every hour until midnight, and at midnight we'll have the fireworks, and uh, the cannons will go off, and... All good things. We've have the Emerald Empire band that will be there starting at eight o'clock, and um, and then DJ Chase, who's everybody's favorite, will pick up. Um, he'll pick up the the slack at about eleven twenty and bring us into the new year. And um, we're just really, really excited about it. Food trucks, an axe throwing um, thing <laughs> is going to be there, and a cigar lounge. And, um, and we'll talk to Mike, who's over the cigar lounge, um, at 11. And just real excited about everything.
6: Cindy, it's all free, correct?
5: Well, the event is free itself, but the food trucks and the axe throwing and the cigar lounge, I mean, <laughs> if you want to partake in all of that, you have to pay for that. I truck. set it up, made it easy for you. But uh, <laughs> but the event itself is free. Yes, sir. And it's a family-friendly event. Yes, it really is. It's a it's <laughs> Including a wonderful...
0: the axes, uh, Del. <laughs> well, Don't I... throw them
5: at your family. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Don't make your wife mad at you. <laughs>
6: <laughs> Lousy. Like, this is always just so much fun, and and you've got a. a it's a metal mule, not a live mule. That's a,
5: right. It's a metal mule. A it cast- is fabricated by BMC Metalworks. It's a real special stainless steel, and um, and it uh, was lit on the inside by our own Columbia neon. So everything about you know the apparatus itself is Columbia.
6: Wow, and you lifted high on a big crane. Are we
5: high from industrial <clears throat> contractors, a Columbia-based company. Uh, Mike Penrod and Ricky Sam. So, so grateful to be able to live in this community my entire yes, life.
6: You are so right, and and so, and the mule will be dropped or uh, slowly lowered at. Yeah, midnight? it
5: will be lowered at midnight.
6: <laughs> <laughs> Drop
2: may be too radical. <laughs> yeah, particularly if you're underneath. <laughs>
6: That is so much fun. And of course, Center of Hope uh, folks is an organization that uh, works in this community to help out uh, uh, victims of domestic violence and sexual assault. And but and and you do have sponsors for this. So. Oh
5: yes, we do. Thank you. Um Baxter Management is our headline sponsor and um they made it possible for us to have this event and Experience Murray. Uh they are the every year. They make sure that we have fireworks and porta potties and all of the good things. <laughs> um McDonalds of course, you know. Uh, the Wolf family, they are such a huge sponsor of this community, and it's no different with the Mule Drop. Foster Insurance, love Mike Ford and his staff. They are absolutely wonderful. A tap out of Mount Pleasant, the Sweeney family, and, uh, of course, Dr. Adams, the Adams family, and Tina. They are just wonderful. Um, we have another couple of sponsors that are supposed to come in today, and so if I hear about them at 11, I'll let you all know.
6: That would be great. Love love to have it. Uh and this has now become a Columbia-Murray County tradition.
1: Yeah, it's drop. fun. So yeah. how many
5: years have y'all been doing this? Well, this will be five. Okay. Yeah. I, I came on to Center of Hope five years ago. It'll be six in February. And um, and Sarah Harris-Berry had said something about we should have a mule drop. And um I don't know what you probably I probably looked thinking. at her and thought,
0: What are you talking about?
5: Oh no, I'm from Murray County. I knew exactly what she was talking about. <laughs> uh, but uh but yeah, I, you know, somebody has asked me several times why in the world you want to do your event at midnight <laughs> Could you not pick another time of the year, yeah, another event, right? Just it it's, yeah. yeah, it's hard to change the New Year. Yeah. I mean, it, it, yeah. it's, and it's I'm like Comrade well, or shine. It, yeah. it is. Yeah, it's always funny every year with the mass gathering. Gets you know, is there an alternate date? Well, no. <laughs> <laughs> there's not. It is what it is. Really, there's not. So uh, it's it's funny.
4: Cindy, I'm excited about the band. Tell me about the band you got coming in. I mean, I've looked online they're fabulous there's about 20 of them seem like the yeah. on stage. tell them about it
5: yeah there will be 10 um, there will be 10 performers they're called the Emerald Empire Band they're out of Nashville they are so delightful to work with and um, we the um, we sent in kind of a list of favorite songs so they'll do all you know, like 80s, 90s, 2000 current stuff it's just going to be so much fun uh, wonderful, wonderful band. So look them up online, Emerald Empire Band. They've got a huge, big website. It's um, And they're just amazing. And then, of course, we'll have all the TikTok dances and the whatever it is that Chase does after, you know, after 11. <laughs> <laughs> so you're, there's something for everybody.
6: There you go. This all starts at 8 o'clock on the Public Square on yeah, New Year's Eve right here in right. Columbia.
5: Yes. Please come out and join us.
6: Yeah. It's going to be a big, big time. Yeah. So, yeah. Cindy, thanks for this has now become a columbia and murray county southern middle tennessee tradition uh, and uh, who else could have it but us <laughs> and the
4: greatest thing about this thing guys belt is that you can listen to it live on our station and that's that's always a big thing for the last uh three years we we've, we've went live with this event and the whole night you could listen to it live and so that's uh that's been a a great thing a lot Simul, people...
0: simulcast or on uh 101 or 103
3: 101
0: okay
6: yeah lou maddox is gonna do it lou, yeah tell him about
3: it tell about it, lou yeah i mean it's it's a it's a really fun thing uh you know i, I know miss sims very well from this will be my fourth time you know hosting and, and running the board on the radio for for this event and um great great people that are back there working all the all the you know eric mccandless with with amp sound and lighting i'm so
5: glad you mentioned him yeah they're they they're yes. big
3: time parts of this thing and um, and it takes a lot to to put this thing on and it's it's a blast i'm i'm excited to do it i'm excited every year and uh, it's gonna be great
6: did i hear a rumor you're bringing a video camera this year
3: we're gonna to try to, yeah. Uh, you know, if, if if we can find a camera, then I will certainly bring it, and, and we'll get this thing we'll get this thing live on live on Facebook, yeah.
1: Yeah, Lou and I know some people that have cameras. Yeah, you can go
3: find out about that at, at Central High School, I guess. Yeah. Well, folks, that's great. We, Cindy,
0: we appreciate you being in here. Remember, it's going to be New Year's Eve, folks. Eight to twelve for all the people who could stay up that late. You know, so.
5: Y'all don't act so old now. We got this. There you go. (laughs) What are you looking at me (laughs) for? I'll be in bed a long time. Uh,
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yes. uh,
1: I've stayed up several. We've been different places for New Year's, but the best place is to be at home. I've stayed
2: up. The only time in my life I've stayed up all night is chaperoning the band, and that's a whole story unto itself in (laughs) Miami. And then... Would we do Project Graduation? That's the only time I've stayed up all night. Both times for Central High School.
0: And you paid a price for
2: it for I two or three the days next later. Day. Oh mm-hmm. yes.
1: You don't bother. You didn't bother them after stuff like that.
2: It was, no. uh, it was a, a, an interesting experience. <laughs> yeah. All
0: right, folks. It's going to be a great event, and we're, we're always glad to host it. And we, do we want to take a, a break right now, or what do you think we should? We
6: can, if you want to. Want to go
0: to sports? i tell you what, let's let's take a break. All right. And tell you what, folks, we will be right back here in just a few minutes with Inside Middle Tennessee.
6: This is Coach Treder's dog from Columbia Central High School football. You are listening to 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee.
1: This is Trip Stoltz with Columbia Ace Hardware. I love listening to 101.7 WKOM-FM, Columbia, Tennessee.
0: All right, folks, we're back with Inside Middle Tennessee. Scott, is there anything at all going on in the sports world? There there is. um, First (laughs) of all,
7: um, good news continues to roll out from the state for some of our local high school football players. Uh, the Tennessee Metro All-State Small School team was announced. Uh, we have a cup We have some members here from Columbia Academy that made it with the season that they had. Uh, first team uh, defensive back was CJ Duro. Uh, first year he's ever played football. Really, oh. first year he's ever played. What football. year is he? Senior. Yeah. How about that? Cool. Um, second team uh, running back was Monte Baldwin. Had another fantastic year. Second team wide receiver was Harrison Brownlee. Wide receiver had another outstanding year. And then somebody that, that I know, third team, offensive lineman, Daniel Sapicki. Yeah. Oh, big D, big D. Big D made it there. Um,
0: football, as a sophomore. As a sophomore, yes, sir. That's pretty strong. So, he's uh, pretty strong. <laughs>
4: <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> he's pretty strong.
0: He's big, too. Yeah. What's his height now? 7'1".
7: Uh, you know, he's he's <laughs> just a scotch. He just had a birthday, he just turned 16. So be careful out there. Daniel's driving. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he's a truck unto himself. He's got a, yeah. <laughs> Clear but, uh, the he, uh, He's just a hair under 6'5". Okay. Wow. So he's pushing about 295 right around there. Uh, but uh, we're going to start to really work hard with him in the off offseason, uh, getting involved with some professional coaching. It's, it's above my level now. I can't do it. Uh, we need to get some college coaching into him, people that played at the higher levels. To teach him the finer techniques of what it means to play offensive line, and then if he works hard enough, you never know. Maybe he gets a shot to play at the highest level. Right? Do you think
0: he'll grow height-wise anymore?
7: Yeah, he'll probably have another growing spurt. So we're thinking he's probably going to top out somewhere around six six. Yeah, which is about what they're looking for in linemen right now: 6'6", 300, 325
0: pounds. Oh, well, they would love a six foot eight, three hundred twenty pounder.
7: Well, you know what? <laughs> you know, I hear you, but if you, if you if you if you watch college football and you see those guys that are really really tall. They're really, really stiff, and it's awkward for them to get the move. That that sweet spot is that 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six level, right around there, because they're they're tall enough to be physically imposing and carry the weight, but they're not so tall where they still have athletic movement to them. Yeah. And, and you'll see a lot of guys. I'll give you a great example. Colorado. Deion Sanders recruited this guy that was 6'9", or 6'10", at left tackle, and the smaller defensive end just ran around him cause he's just stiff, you know, he's so yeah. his, his angles are kind of really wonky right there.
3: Yeah, you get to a point where you're so big that you you lose, you know, you kind of like a baby deer out there. Not a lot of, <laughs> not a lot of athletic, you know, you're mobility. Just and there's guys that are, you know, that do have that ability, but once you they're rare. cross that threshold, it, it gets pretty difficult.
7: Well, yeah, if 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 you are that size, that height, and you're still that athletic, you're normally protecting some NFL quarterbacks back. Yeah. Because you're just so rare. Yeah. So hopefully everything can continue to work out. But, uh, you know, uh, we're still waiting. End of the year comes the Tennessean and, are the All-State uh, sports writers and the All-State coaches poll uh, in January. Okay. So we'll see what happens there. But being third team, he's probably done. Uh, I doubt so. if he'll have a shot, you know, after that. Mm-hmm. But you, n- you never know. But um, Monte Baldwin had another fantastic year running back. And CJ Duro at wide receiver, or uh, defensive back, had nine interceptions on the year. Is Monte a senior? No, he's,
0: he's a, junior. a junior. Okay. Anybody after him? Yes,
7: yeah, yeah. brother. His brother Toto. and his brother and uh, Zane Nash played some running back for us this yeah, year. Yeah, they're tough kid. Nash kid is. Right. Uh, he's good. Cl- look for uh, honestly, look for Columbia Academy if we can get some decent quarterback play to win a state champ to 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 have the opportunity to probably be back in the semifinals again playing with a shot to go to state championship. All
0: right, what year, and you've told us this before, but we want to get on the radio, what year that can colleges start recruiting them? They can't until their junior year yeah, or their senior year? Yeah, it's junior year. year. Okay.
4: Uh, uh, I thought it was eighth grade. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the NIL. No, that's it Alabama. That's <laughs> Alabama. be. Yeah. That's Alabama. Uh, may change. But
7: uh, normally the interest will start – uh, probably the be you know the beginning of their junior year they can send them letters and stuff and but they can't have direct contact with them and then after their junior year then the contact can start okay and but that's when you know between this year between this year and this junior start that's when we go to all the football camps and so this is going to be very interesting because Daniel's probably going to end up going to a little bit different kind of football camps the bigger ones
4: and all it takes is one offer one offer one offer Uh I, we got experience with that at Central the years I was out there with the varsity football t- and And uh, this one kid uh, called me up and says, I just got an offer. I said, where from? He said, Vanderbilt. And I said, that is great. I'm excited. Ooh, yeah. Let me get on the telephone, call some folks. And 30 minutes later, he called back and says, Coach, I got 11 more. Just get one on the board. Boom, 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 when they come. Yeah. It's yeah. amazing.
7: Yeah. So, uh good news there. College bowl season's going on right now. It is hit or miss. <laughs> yeah. Either it's a great game or it's a terrible game. Yeah. Uh, Western Kentucky and Old Dominion, Western Kentucky pulled it out. Thirty eight thirty five in overtime. They blocked Old Dominion's field goal in overtime and kicked theirs to win it. So it was a great great game. And they were uh,
3: down by twenty eight, by the way. Yeah, it was twenty eight to nothing, and that's Nante Davis. Who went to Central High School that that, that plays for WKU? So, yeah. congratulations to him. Absolutely, wow! Time, yeah. uh,
7: University of Texas San Antonio beat Marshall thirty-five seventeen. Then last night, a real yawner, uh, South Florida <laughs> beat Syracuse forty-five to nothing. Today we have Georgia Tech and UCF. and and on um, Saturday it starts out Arkansas State, Northern Illinois, Troy and Duke, James Madison Air Force, Georgia State, Utah State, South Alabama, Eastern Michigan. Utah versus Northwestern, which will be a very interesting football game there. And then Coastal Carolina, the Chanticleers.
6: Did you watch I the love, game? Love did love you my, watch the
7: blowout game back. last night, anybody? I did.
4: Did you realize that quarterback for uh, uh, what you call it? Syracuse, South Florida. Syracuse quarterback, 4'89". Yeah. He was uh, a played high school quarterback, and Syracuse was down to no quarterbacks. And he played quarterback in high school, and he played most of the whole game last night at quarterback. He was about six, 7 yeah. played about – 265 play quarterback for him. He was number
7: 89. Yeah, 89. 89 playing quarterback. Somebody, well, get,
3: somebody get hurt, or is that transfer, transfer portal? Oh, well, transfer, transfer portal. Well,
0: transfer portal, uh, some big time quarterback just uh, went announced that he's going to Syracuse. I think it may, it may have been one of you know, either. I think it could have been yeah, Ohio two, State's backup. Yeah,
4: up. T- a t- a Georgia, uh, the new coach at uh, Syracuse, it was coached at Georgia, and he's taken three or four Georgia big time players with him, with him yeah.
0: Well i know, I just know that, that one of the power five um quarterbacks of which there was about twenty of them that got in a portal one of them is going to Syracuse yeah. what, what was interesting was uh, East Tennessee State fired
7: their head coach and they hired a new head coach from Gardner Webb in the transfer portal he brought eighteen of his players from Gardner Webb wow. eighteen of his players, so just basically gutted his previous team
4: <laughs> I just tell you you're out there them players was loyal to their coach. Yeah. They loved him.
0: Yeah. Well you're seeing a lot of people flip uh now. I mean and big time commitments flip because the the school they were uh committed to uh, fired their coach. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, when when uh A and M had several big time commits that had flipped because of Jimbo Fisher getting
2: mm-hmm. getting
0: uh the axe. Signing so.
4: day's going away, boys. Yeah. yeah. High school players—it's going to be hard to get, get recruited. NILs—where you go get them at?
7: Yep. So now, now the issue is now we there's a dead period until I think it's January, something, and then the uh, Division two, II, Division three schools will ramp up their recruiting of of normally the high school seniors, and then whoever's hanging around still in in the portal. But normally it's mostly high school seniors now. And then the, the D1 rosters will fill out whatever vacancies they have because they're going to lose some kids, too, between now and then. and So there's smaller opportunities now for, for high schoolers in D1. Mm-hmm. Most of your opportunities now are going to be D2, D3, and NAIA. And, and, and JUCO if it's available.
0: Well, you know, there's a whole lot of FCS programs that have players who excelled at that level and they got into the portal. So that because uh, excelling at FCS, they want to get into an FBS program now. Mm-hmm. So, sometimes like it,
7: said, sometimes the grass is greener, and sometimes the grass is not always greener. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then in basketball, uh, our volunteers are ranked number 8th in the poll, Kentucky number 9, Memphis at 23, Mississippi at 25, and Purdue continues to roll along, uh, number one in the country with 48 1st first-place votes.
0: Hey, Wisconsin's in there too, somewhere in the uh,
7: Yeah, they're twenty-fourth, but they're not. Yeah. They're, they're rebuilding this year. They they lost most of their best players last year, who left early. So they're well they're
0: being a top twenty-five in a rebuilding year, is still a pretty good program. It is, it
7: is But you know, we care, it, it, what we all care about is that NCAA tournament that that rolls around in March. That's that's where you earn your pay.
4: Team yep. of sixty-four teams, Team of, and that's Let's all. Let's get is. it on. That's what all you're right. playing for. Since we talk sports, uh, Lou, give us an update on the Titans.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was uh, that was kind of a shot below the belt there, Coach. Uh, <laughs> um,
0: He's known for that, Lou. <laughs> you know, they're, they're, how do, here's a was,
3: How do you play Miami the
7: week before? That's you know, and then come out and do what you did. This it's ridiculous.
3: This you know, it's the offensive line. You can't you can't play you know you can't put up points with uh you know the worst offensive line in the league and that's been the case for the past two years um i think henry had 13 13 attempts for nine yards 16 16
7: 16, yes. attempts. 16 lowest attempts lowest for output of his career 10 yards total he had four receptions two for one yard you, you would you think that, that a guy that could just fall forward for two or three yards every play and that's not the case in the nfl no so there's that, four guys tackling must yeah. them.
0: and they're hitting him in the backfield
3: that eliminated them from the playoffs, but still three games. I'm still going to support them, you know.
4: And they play Seattle this Sunday?
3: Yeah, yeah Seattle luck. at noon. Good luck. Yep.
4: Up at Nashville.
3: Yes. they just, mm-hmm. just, you know, pulled off the upset on Monday night against the Eagles. Um, but I think Geno Smith will be back in the lineup, so it will be a different look. Do you
4: think there will be a big crowd Sunday?
3: I do not. Do you not? No, I do I not. I figured a lot
4: of people got Christmas gifts Tickets, and go no, and watch
3: especially it. since it's on Christmas Eve, it'll probably be you know half full at best. Right, lower lower bowl will be full, um you know, right there at kickoff, and then it'll dissipate. Are oh, you going to go, Lou? I'm planning on it. Well, good, good. good. On it. Lou, last line I
0: looked at, I think Seattle's a three and a half point favorite. That just tells me you better put your money on Seattle. Yeah, that's pretty <laughs> fair.
3: That's
7: pretty. You fair. might go talk when you're there. You might go talk to Vrabel.
0: And let them know you'll play for half half
3: price. <laughs> Couldn't do any worse. Hey, I mean, I, I'm I'm you could I'm play de- quarterback. I'd probably. be dedicated to the team. You know, I I think I'd play hard than play yeah, harder you than the people that are around there right now. And, and I guarantee you that you will be able to hold just as good as they do. Put me put me in there on put me in there on special teams. I'll run down there and tackle somebody.
4: Mm. And they need a little help on that. Yeah, I know. That's <laughs> what I'm saying.
3: One day I have to tell you a story about being a on the kickoff being
7: a kicker and kicking the ball off and watching guys run down the field thinking they're going to be brave and then get blindsided by some 250-pound uh, linebacker. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, nope, I'm out, I'm out. Well, you know,
0: y'all do remember now, Now, Big Lou as a defensive end I had a pick six now. I, heard, I know. He's a bad man. So one, don't don't one, discount
7: him. One famous moment. <laughs> I, had a, I had a bad habit that I would kick off. And when you kick off, you can see the return, right? Uh-huh. And I would run to where the hole was going to be and try to make the tackle until I got ear-holed a couple times, and then the coaches are like, look, we pay you to kick it. If you make the tackle on a, and the guys run, it's a, it's a blessing, right? Yeah. But we need you to be able to kick the next time.
4: Well, Scott, back in our day, uh, we put a, bo- a, a bogey on the kicker. As soon as he kicks, somebody go kill him.
3: Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they probably
4: got another on the sidelines, so go kill him. But, but yeah, <laughs> I learned my lesson pretty
3: quick. You know, you know. And it was actually Kyle McCord, the starting quarterback for Ohio State, that went to Syracuse. Kyle McCord, that's right. That's right. right. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I knew knew a big time. How do you do that? How do you go from Ohio State to
3: Syracuse? You know, I mean, there was a tiny bit of fall off, you know, from. There must be some money involved there. uh, Yeah,
7: you you, you might (laughs) think so. Kind of like Delk Kennedy money. Big bucks. Seven figures. Look at Delk shaking his hand. (laughs) saying no because he knows the IRS is probably listening. (laughs) Uh, there's there's, There's more than goats out there in Hampshire. (laughs) <laughs> There's gold out there in them hills, Delk. <laughs> I'm,
4: I'm going to defend Delk. He bought the radio station. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so that will that's wrap up sports for you. Well, other than the fact that, that still supposedly uh, on the recruiting trail, I think Alabama and Georgia are number one and number two, are they not? Mm-hmm, yeah. That's right. Mm-hmm. At the moment. Mm-hmm. you know. Something. M-O-N-E-Y. Money, money,
2: money, money. That's what it's about.
7: Money.
4: Tradition. It's tr- exactly tradition. I mean, you got so much <laughs> rich football tradition out of state, Alabama, and Georgia's catching up with us right now. Everybody wants to come play for championship football teams. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what it is. It's not money. a lot of them kids are coming out for nothing.
0: Coach, did uh, Alabama have many kids
3: getting the portal?
4: Uh, four. Four.
3: And and, and and that'll that'll change. You know, after the uh, after the season's over,
4: everybody gonna stay for the rings.
3: Yep. Yeah, a lot of people, you know, and it's different, you know. If you're playing for the Tax Slayer Bowl, you know, you don't really care about playing for the Tax Slayer Bowl. But <laughs> you're playing for a national championship, you'll stick around until you're not playing for a national championship, and then you'll hop out. And then when that portal opens
0: again in what uh, February or March?
7: Yeah, oh, wow. it's in
3: March. It's March.
0: It,
7: it's after the, the the regular national signing day in February for everybody else, and then it'll open up again right. I think it's right before spring football. Boy, what it is is you get these guys
4: have been down there for a year or two years and hadn't hit the field a whole lot, and they look around at the list. Well, they brought in four more receivers, and we got six right now. And the four we brought in are all five stars. And shoot, I was a two star. So then they start looking.
0: Yeah, they're all hot shots, and they just knew that that. uh, And
4: everybody wants to pick them up because the best strength conditioning program in the country is down in Alabama and Georgia, and so these cats that's going to bring these other kids in. So these these folks have done been well conditioned, well trained on football. They're disciplined kids. So let's go get them. That's
7: what that's what from talking what's going on right now in your FCS and your especially your FBS teams. Um, the preferred walk on spot are kids that probably could get a scholarship at a D two D three school, but they if they develop their bodies and they develop their their athleticism. Then they might be able to get a Division One scholarship. So what they do is they they take these preferred walk-ons at these FBS, the biggest ones, because they have the best strength training, the best uh, program, the best facilities. And then if it doesn't work out for them, they hit the transfer portal. But they're hitting the transfer portal from a high Division One school, mm-hmm. which means now that reality of a scholarship at the lower level is a lot easier to attain.
4: And these kids are plug and play at that point. Yeah,
7: and yeah. so and they might be they might earn their spot on that big team. Yeah. So it's it's not a bad gig where you just say, if they're willing to make you a preferred walk-on, which means you're a member of the football team, you might take it just on the out case that it might work out for you, and you wind up playing big-time football. And if not, you just transfer in the portal to somewhere smaller, but you've built your body to where everybody wants you. Yeah. It's business now.
0: Well, you know, and the other side of that is what I mentioned earlier. You know, if you have a player at the FCS level, and he he excelled. Then you know one of the things the college coaches love about it is that they've got tape on a guy
7: right. at the college level. Well, and his body's already developed, and they don't have to develop a high school senior that's going to be redshirted for a year and then maybe get a little playing time. It's just they got a guy that can plug and play. I'll give you an example: UT Martin. Uh, we just talked to the head coach up there. Um, he had twenty-seven scholarships. He gave four to high school seniors. Mm. It's all portal. Yeah. he said I, I'm paid to win right now, and I can go get a guy from Oklahoma that's not playing. That's I could never get when I was recruiting him out of high school, and he can come to me and play right now for me. Yeah,
0: he's he's more of a known quantity. Yeah, than, and so than you've than got than some
7: school. you got some programs that are going to just live and die off the portal, and you got some programs that are about 50-50, and you got some programs that are like, look, I'm going to take advantage of all these kids that aren't being recruited. Yeah, and develop those relationships with those with those high school coaches that. When I come knocking, I'm their priority because yeah. I will take care of their kids.
3: And nobody else is going to, you know, right. give them the call.
7: Right. So different thoughts. But that's their sports for you in a nutshell. There you go, folks. Uh, how much time
0: we got to a break?
3: However long you want, yep. six minutes. <laughs> yeah. Well, y'all, y'all want to
0: y'all want to flip over to history? Yeah, we'll a little historical
2: love, context. I'm
1: going to pitch this to Mama because this is her wheelhouse today. It, it is her wheelhouse. It is her
2: wheelhouse. Well, so. I, I just love doing research, and and I already had some of this done, but the. This is sort of like my, whatever I get into reading. You had it done in
0: your head, Shaylee. You already knew Well, stuff. I knew
2: some of this. But whatever I whatever I think I need to know, I'll read everything I could find about it. I get that. I do that, too. Uh, just everything. I just have to see what was going on. But I'm going to talk about Dickens, Charles Dickens' Christmas Carol. Now, we know Dickens wrote a great many other things, and that would be another interesting program. But appropriate to the days that we're experiencing now, we're going to talk about A Christmas Carol. The, the book was published in 1843, and it was not a great financial success for him. In fact, he, he did part of the financing for this. And by 1844, there were 13 more editions within a year. It had been reprinted 13 times. These people are on the New York Times bestseller list would love to have that happen. And he wrote a great many other Christmas stories, but this is the one that is most well-known. There's one called The Cricket on the Hearth that I like very much. And it is coincidental that in 1843, the first Christmas card was printed. And it was a triptych, you know, folded three times, and it it was reminiscent of what dickens is going to write about in the middle card was a happy family with a turkey or the whatever and then each side as it folded out one side showed how pitiful it was to be hungry and the other side showed how pitiful it was to be poor yeah. so Walt was was present then but um The Christmas Carol is called The Great Victorian Parable and it has been translated into every language you can think of and there have been 16 movie and TV versions and that may not even be current. Mm -hmm. Charles Dickens received a small percentage of the profits. The first edition sold 6,000 copies and if you had one of those you probably would be well off if you had the first edition.
0: Well, you know, I mentioned to you about Kelsey Grammar on, on, uh, yes, on the Yes, I have pro- to see that. Sarah Elizabeth will have to find it. He had a copy and showed it on the, on the screen. And
2: of course, of course the fact that there were 6,000 copies means that Grandma kept one and the rest of them said, oh, we've already read this old book. Throw it away. <laughs> 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 That's why we don't have these old books. Well, that's why
1: first editions are so coveted, and they're
2: worth so much. Well, I had Miss Mary Graham for Senior English, and she's an institute unto herself, and she taught me. Many things, but she taught me never to underestimate the value of old books. So I, if I see some old books somewhere, somebody's discarded, I'm likely to see what they are because you never know what you're going to find.
0: Go to Goodwill, you'll find a billion
2: of yeah. them. Yeah,
1: um, yeah. Well, I've got some good stuff from Goodwill. Yeah. shopgoodwill.com com. Yeah. Um, I got a 1812 book of common prayer from the Episcopal Church from a from uh, the Spillman family in Pennsylvania.
0: Yeah, Delk had it as a child. Yeah, that's what Delk <laughs> learned how to do the Book right. of Common The
2: The movies that have been adapted include Mickey Mouse, The Muppets, Mr. Magoo, Bugs Bunny, The Flintstones, and these two I had to add, The Smurfs and Barbie. Now, I believe that's stretching it today, <laughs> Barbie. I think that's really stretching it. And there has even been an opera. And of course Broadway productions. And Well, she
0: I thought the, first, you know, I thought the black and white with Alistair. um I Yeah, that's of one of
2: the classics. Was, yeah.
0: was 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 the maybe the first one. No, there was a black and white before
2: that one. Yes, it's Silent. Yeah. There was a silent film to begin with. Uh, But when Dickens died, a little girl is supposed to have said, Dickens died, then will Father Christmas die too? Because (laughs) he was so heavily connected to Christmas and its traditions. And some people call Dickens the Father of Christmas as we know it. And the themes are just as relevant today as they were uh, 170, well, I guess it's 180 years ago now. But of course, we know the great human con- the great constant human nature never changes. And rereading Dickens' story, and I try to do this every Christmas, reminds us of our weaknesses and the possibility that we could live more responsibly. Ebenezer Scrooge is the main character. And when I had uh, Miss Betty Crabtree in the seventh grade, and we had this in the seventh grade, by the way, Uh, for those of you who plan curriculum. (laughs) She she had us memorize this. He was a squeezing, wrenching, grasping, scrapping, clutching, covetous old sinner. I still know that. As the proprietor of a counting house, kind of a bank's financial situation. When he is approached by those collecting for the poor... He says, "Buy humbug," and he says, "Don't we still have the poor houses? Don't we still have the prisons? uh maybe some of them should die and decrease the surplus surplus population, population yeah, yeah he's he's just a real sweetie <laughs> and and when he goes home that night after he's so ugly to these benevolent people, when he goes to his door to open the door, the door knocker is the head of his old partner, Marley.
0: Jacob Marley.
2: Marley is coming to see him. He cannot make out all the noises in the house or all the things rattling around. And, it, and then when Marley appears, he is dragging these chains with him in his ghastly likeness. And this is the chain I forged in life, he said. And there have money boxes and all sorts of things connected <laughs> with uh, bad business dealings. And Marley tells him, that for the next three nights, when the bell tolls one, he will have these ghostly visitors, and they are intended to help him escape Marley's fate. And the ghost of Christmas past comes first, and then present, and then future. And each of these ghosts takes Scrooge through scenes of his life and the future. I think the saddest one is the ghost of the Christmas past, when he was he was an abandoned child at a private school, and everybody went home for Christmas, and there sat poor little boy Scrooge, and his sister comes and takes him home, and she says, "You can come home now and stay." And father is not as harsh as he was when he sent you here. I, I, that may be my favorite part of him, but then we go through uh, the the Christmas present and. There's several things in there. One is his nephew, the the uh, only child of his little sister, and he is. was ha- a very
0: happy guy.
2: Yeah, he's having a party, and he comes by the office to invite Scrooge to come. And Scrooge says, "Well, you're so. poor. what reason do you have to be happy?" And he said, "Well, I'm married, and so." And he said, "Well, why'd you do that?" <laughs> and how could you afford to be? How could you afford to have a Christmas party? And then the the Bah Humbug comes up every every now and then, and then the ghost of the Christmas. Yet to come, the future Christmas, and this centers on the Cratchit family, who had been pictured earlier as quite happy, though quite poor.
0: And Bob and, Cratchit was his, was his employee. Yes, yeah. and he
2: would let him have one lump of coal in his, in his room to keep him warm, and he didn't dare have more than that. And it was a real stretch for Scrooge to let him off on Christmas. He really <laughs> thought everybody ought to work on Christmas Day but when scrooge gets through the this last part he finds that the cratchit family has lost their little crippled boy tiny tim and things are very bad for the cratchit family
0: because he didn't have money for the medical care
2: they did not no. they could not do what what he needed <sighs> And when all this has taken place, and I love the part where Scrooge says, he, he can't go through the window, and the ghost says, put your hand on my garment, and they just float right on through the window. <laughs> I, just, I just love that. But as the bell strikes, of course, they all appear looking at all these things that, uh, that have taken place or will take place. And in the next part of the the last part is where uh, he shows people anybody can enjoy Christmas, and he shows the sailors at sea, and he shows Fred Scrooge's nephew having a party, and then in a parting lesson, the ghost reveals two pitiful children: the boy is ignorance, and the girl is want. The clock strikes, and. Scrooge sees the sobering scene of his death and the plundering of his household goods, and nobody cares that he's dead. They just want to see what he's left behind. They can take <laughs> it and sell it to pawn shop. And they even show Scrooge his tombstone. Now, that would be a sobering thought. They, The design of the ghost was to make Scrooge a better man. And all of a sudden, all is like the Grinch. His heart grew two sizes, or what, three sizes, and he decides that he's going to help them out. And he yells out the window for this fella to go get a very large turkey and take it to the Cratchits. And then, all of a sudden, he decides that he can lead a better life. And the lessons from a Christmas Carol begin with the importance of the spirit of Christmas. Uh, his his ne his nephew Fred and his first employer Fizzywig, know how to share joy with others, which is an important part of Christmas. Scrooge said he didn't have money to make people merry. These idle people ought to quit standing down there at the bottom of the hill at Lowe's and asking for money. They should go to work. <laughs> an important lesson for the rest of us is that we should. Help those who are in need, especially at Christmas time. And we know that ignorance and want will always be with us. Jesus said, "The poor you have with you always." And somehow or another, they they are true to His word. A moving lesson from the, comes from the Cratchit family, who has practically nothing, but they have a vast amount of love and compassion—not material wealth, but the wealth that counts. And the Cratchits exemplify the spirit of Christmas as enjoyed by a family, not because of their riches, not because of their surroundings, but because of their love for each other. The overriding theme is redemption. Scrooge's use of the future tense show us that he will be a better person. He knows that he can't change the past, but he can make himself a better person in the future. The ending of the story has a new and improved Scrooge. He gave Bob Cratchit a raise, and he helped Bob's family. And Tiny Tim did not die, and Scrooge became his second father and a great help to get them the necessary medical things that Tiny Tim needed. He was a crippled little boy. And in a complete turnaround, Scrooge became known as a good man throughout the borough and he realized for the first time in his life that with his wealth came responsibility. And Dickens writes, He had no further intercourse with spirits, and it is always said of him that he knew how to keep Christmas well if any man alive possessed the knowledge. May that truly be said of us and all of us, and so as Tiny Tim observed, God bless us, every one.
0: You know, I think Sheila just got an A on her paper. Oh, she did. She did. You know, yeah. and I have a feeling that every time Sarah Elizabeth watches this show, she tears up. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it, it's all. I, I told somebody the other day. It's a goal. It's y'all's goal to
0: see if I can get teared up. And- <laughs> but like I said, you only do it about things that matter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, it, and and all and all that matters because it's the Christmas season. It is. It, is, it, it
2: is. is. And to remind us that that those of us who have sufficiency and more need to think of those who do not. I, I will say that um, every for the last three years, Kiwanis has gone to the shop with the cop mm-hmm. extravaganza that they do for the underprivileged and the blessing of the children, and we wrap their packages. And that, to see those little children in their faces... As you wrap up packages for their family members is just wonderful. It's worth it's worth all the time and effort. It is. It is. All right, folks, we
0: need to take a break. No,
6: no, scrap we that. Yep, we're, we're scrapping a break. <laughs> yep, we're, uh, it's, you
0: know, this is great to have the owner-operator yes, on the board. We do anything we want to now. <laughs> well,
6: we really don't even have time to play the spots, so um, you know. just keep rolling to the end. Great show, guys. Yeah.
0: Hey, well, you know, of course, Sheila, you just made it. Scott, do you have anything going on in the state We do. Uh,
7: the, <laughs>
2: Imagine that. Yeah. <laughs> the
7: uh, the uh, 10-year TDOT plan for transportation has been unveiled. Uh, we were able to secure three hundred million dollars for Murray County. Oh, good. Uh, one of the one of the big ones that we're going to be partnering with Williamson County is Highway Thirty One and the expansion.
2: Well, we're going to pray about that. So uh,
7: this that will money, take
0: all three hundred million of it too. Well, well no,
7: no, because their portion is going to be there too. Okay. So there's extra money that's coming to Murray County for our projects too, on top of this. Uh, you know, the finishing of the bypass running from Mount Pleasant over to Hampshire. Uh, that's, that, that's money to have to be completed. Uh, there are some more, uh, road widening expansion. We are still working with the city of Columbia, uh, trying to figure out if we can get TDOT to part with some money to, for the expansion of Bear Creek Pike to the interstate four lanes. That's but, uh, not dead. It's not dead. It's just, you got to keep looking for money. And that's, that's part of the job is you just keep building their relationships and building the trust. And then, you know, hopefully you're there long enough that people will, let you have what you need.
1: Squeaky wheel gets. You the know, money. You,
7: you just keep pushing. But uh, <laughs> great, great news the from Murray County: yeah. three hundred million uh, for us for infra for our our roads and infrastructure over the next ten years. So that's going to really help us out with our growth and things we're doing there. Um, we are also working on. Um, we have a problem at the southern border, and the southern border is coming home to roost here in Tennessee. Um, I received a text from a law enforcement agent uh, from from Tennessee. Was on a flight from Arizona uh, to Nashville on Saturday, and he sent me pictures uh, of illegals. They are in gray sweatsuits. They have clear backpacks. Uh, they have identification. When they get on your plane with you, they do not go through normal check-in. They bypass it all. Uh, they, they go right around TSA, and they walk right onto the plane, and they're seated on the plane. Uh, the, the text that I received from this law enforcement agent, they were... People hacking and coughing of these illegals that were definitely sick, and they wound up right here in Nashville. They got off. He watched them get off the plane, and were met outside the airport by more uh, South American people, and then gone. And so we have got to figure out a way to pressure our Congress to close that southern border, so in Tennessee we can kind of figure out who's here and why they're here and what their intentions are, because not only Our Texas's systems getting overloaded. Our systems are getting overloaded. Our schools. Uh, Federal law says that if a student shows up,
2: you gotta have it. You
7: gotta teach them. And whether or not those parents are paying property taxes or any type of taxes, if they show up, you gotta teach those kids. And if and if they don't speak any any English, then you have to assign a special teacher for them. Oh yes. And translators, and it bogs down the system even more. Well, now,
0: didn't the state of Texas uh, take some
6: measures to, to halfway stop some of this? They did it
7: at the state level where they said they have state sovereignty. Delk, you want to comment on that at all? Or?
6: I'm sorry, Scott. I was paying attention to something else. Uh, Texas. About, about how
7: uh, Abbott went after the illegals by passing Texas law that says that they have to. he can send them back across the board if they're caught.
6: Uh, unfortunately, I, I don't think that's going to. I mean, the, the Biden oh, administration is going to sue. They are going to sue, and when they sue, you know, they reveal their true colors. They're for open borders. Correct. That's, that's just not a secret by now. Right. And uh, and the Biden administration will likely win. The con- the supremacy clause, the Constitution. The, the the federal government has jurisdiction over the borders. Yeah. Over the borders.
7: Yeah. And so that's what. So there's our there's a little nice
6: gesture, there. but you know.
7: That's our little dab in the in the three dudes interview right there. Now we'll quickly get away from that. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> well, we hey, hey, don't worry; first. they'll take that topic up next week. <laughs> <Maybe> uh, <Ryan laughs> along. We are uh, uh, January 9th is when we go back into session, so we're about what two weeks away, two and a half weeks away. Yeah. Um, we do have a, a legislative package. Uh, you know, I, I'll be running a math bill. We'll start the process of, of looking at our math through our um, through through the eyes of our teachers, our administrators of how we can better teach math to our students. We're not seeing the, the, the bump in math after COVID that we did in, in, in ELA. Like
2: well, so, day you won. Go
7: ahead. <laughs> 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 but uh, we, that's a bill I'll be carrying there. We also, obviously, everybody knows about the school choice bill. Uh, we are working on that. I think the way out from what I'm hearing in Nashville, this bill may become the greatest bill for our public schools we've ever done because of the things that we're going to allow – our public schools to do what they've never been able to do before.
2: Well, I hope you will let them teach school.
7: That, that's the goal. That's the goal.
2: Sheila. I don't. Let's not have all this frou frou. Let's have school.
7: But we are we are trying to um, trying to look at what the private schools do and figure out what autonomies and freedoms that they have, right? Yeah. In education, and look at what we're doing in public schools and see if we can incorporate some of those freedoms. And autonomies into our into our public schools, uh, i.e., less testing, uh, less data collection, more time with the students. Maybe even try to figure out in, in elementary, get them more recess and let kids be kids. Right? Oh,
2: that that would be well, and get some reading material that's relevant to the children. The children in the second grade really mm-hmm. don't need to study the War of eighteen twelve.
7: Exactly, <laughs> uh, and so uh, we're also working on the bills for Murray County. Well, not Murray County, the whole state of Tennessee. Uh, I'll be carrying a bill on uh, the real estate transfer tax that happens, uh, sending some of that money back to those counties that send it in for uh, the maintenance of schools, the debt of schools, and the construction of schools. Uh could, could be pretty significant for Murray County if we can get that one passed. Uh, and then, obviously, we're going after the adequate facilities tax to try to give counties more flexibility. Uh, both of those are going to be extremely heavy lifts. It's just the way it is up there. Uh, But we'll see. Uh, And then, um, you know, there's other bills I'll be running on uh, COVID vaccine uh, or COVID blood donors that you have to disclose that if you have a COVID shot within the last six months, you would have to disclose that on a blood donor so people would know that. But uh, uh, we'll we'll, we'll keep you abreast. If you have any ideas, call the office. Give me a call. Most people know how to get a hold of me. I'm sure Delk can tell people how to get a hold of me pretty quickly. But uh, it's an honor and privilege to serve you in the General Assembly. Buckle up because this one's going to be a really bumpy road this year. <laughs> Trust me, it's going to it's going to it's going to test everybody's patience. And just bear with us; we will fight through the insanity and the chaos, and we will do what's best for the people of Tennessee.
0: Good deal, folks. Anybody traveling on, on the holidays?
7: My boys are skiing right now. Really? Oh, Where? Uh, West Virginia. Okay. Uh, oh my. Because Tr- uh, Tr- 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 she was
0: it snowshoe? Is that? that the I name think that's it? what it is. Yeah, snowshoe. Yeah, I think the they're name over of
7: there it. and. Uh, she wanted to do something with the boys because, you know, Gabriel's getting ready to go to college, and so it's kind of hitting Mama, and so she's like, "This is my last chance to be with my boys." I'm like, <laughs> "Well, I got to stay here and take care of the farm, and I got to go to Nashville, so I'll, I'm I'm here taking care of everything." And they send me videos of them skiing. I'm like, "Please don't film v- skiing." while you're skiing be careful i I don't want you to come back with an injury because then i'd be really upset (laughs) i
1: know about traveling and injuries i don't want it not again (laughs) well you know
0: and she can also drive there it's a pretty good drive but you you can drive there as opposed to having to get on an airplane y'all seen the nashville airport
6: it looks like a zoo
0: it's crazy
1: um one of my friends went to south america this summer And they missed their flight trying to get through TSA.
7: You have to remember that TSA is going through the same problems as every other business in the country. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They can't find anybody to work. No. After COVID, there's just the work ethic has changed. And so – Everybody is struggling to find employee. I mean, trust me, everybody listening to this who owns a business is shaking their head right now going, we just can't find good quality people to work for. Oh, and right. they don't want to stay working And, 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 and then it becomes a bidding war. Mm-hmm. If you do have a good person, then other people want to steal them from you. Yeah. And, and so it's, just, it's a problem. But uh, just remember this, and I know Cindy was here uh, with Hope. This is the time of the year when people really struggle with a lot of things. Yes. They struggle with the loss of loved ones they struggle with their own situation mentally they struggle with finances right and so these these people that 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 are the center of hope or all these other places they deal with people struggling so remember this if you ever get a chance to help these organizations out please help them out because it's going to it's going to help people who really really need it oh yeah in a tough time of year you
5: get a
1: I, it's a good feeling when you do stuff like that to, mm-hmm. to help the
0: betterment of your fellow man. Well, I what, think what Sheila was talking about, wrapping the packages and seeing what it, the impact on those kids.
2: It was just... It's most, magical. Most of those children bought for family members. But there was one child who bought for himself, and it was things that he would need to wear. It was things. He, he had enough... I guess he had enough knowledge about his own situation that he brought things that would help him out.
0: Well, so other people wouldn't have to. Yeah. Again.
2: Yeah, somebody bought it.